That's what I'm talking about. Wait. Okay, now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Hello, my name is Armand Piku, Director of Multimedia Production at Center Table, and you're listening to Creating Conversations, the show where we interview artists and influencers about the day-to-day life between the headlines, the stories behind the tweets, and some of the lessons learned along the way. Those of us in the digital marketing world find ourselves locked in to the 24-hour news cycle, and sometimes it's just nice to take a step back, take a deep breath, and really try to understand what all the fuss is about, right? We all need to unplug for a bit, get some perspective, have some real authentic conversation, do some listening. On this episode, I'm speaking and listening to someone who truly understands the meaning of authenticity, someone who learned some of life's toughest lessons before she could legally get a driver's license and unintentionally made internet history through a single song. It's Rebecca Black, and some of you may recognize this tune. Internet exposure is a double-edged sword. On one hand, the internet's created a powerful platform that connects users through movements or ideas that can lead to positive public awareness and action. On the other hand, it also means putting yourself under the scrutiny of millions of opinions and personalities, all shouting over each other, waiting to give life to the next internet phenomenon, for better or worse. Now imagine being 13 years old and unwittingly finding internet fame, only to be met with some of the worst cyberbullying in internet history. That's exactly what happened to Rebecca Black in 2010 when her parents surprised her on her 13th birthday with the chance to fly out to LA and work with a team of professionals to record a song and make a music video with her friends. The result was Friday, a song that would change Rebecca Black's life forever. Within a month of being posted online, the video had received millions of hits on YouTube and was the top trending topic on Twitter. When I asked Rebecca about her feelings after Friday went viral, she had this to say. It was an interesting way that everything worked out. It it really did just kind of sit there as I expected it to for about a month. And, um, you know, it had gotten like some comments, like some positive and some negative, but nothing really that crazy. It wasn't until about a month later that it just blew up and it really showed no signs of stopping. And at that point was when I was like, wait, whoa, 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 what is going on? Because it had been... It had been just, you know, kind of like doing its thing for a minute. And um, and then this like boatload of comments came in. And of course, there were a lot of vitriolic ones. Um, and that was just too much for my brain to handle as a 13-year-old, you know? The feedback wasn't great. After four months of being online, Friday had over 100 million views on YouTube and more than 3 million dislikes. But Rebecca wasn't going anywhere. She made the late night and daytime talk show circuit and maintained an online presence, but most importantly, she kept writing and making music. Earlier this summer, Rebecca appeared on season two of Fox TV's The Four to perform in front of Megan Trainor, DJ Khaled, P. Diddy, and the entire world to show off some blazing new singing pipes and a fresh attitude on life. Here's a clip from her performance.
Rebecca Black's story is one of survival through perseverance and authenticity. We live in an age that encourages the notion of putting yourself out there and getting noticed. But at what cost? When fame turns sour and you have a crisis on your hands, how much of your own values factor into your response? I asked one of our directors of digital strategy and fellow Rebecca Black enthusiast, Claire Fry, to weigh in on the conversation. Well, it's kind of crazy, right? So she was 13 when Friday came out and went viral. YouTube was a very different platform back then. Now it's very much a platform for influencers and ads and campaigns and paid media. But we have seen her over the years really harness that notoriety for good and use it almost to leverage herself into the music career that she has today. So much of a true crisis comms program when executed successfully is being transparent, admitting when you're wrong, owning up to past mistakes, and communication. Claire and I were lucky enough to chat with Rebecca about her journey as a young artist, the lessons she learned along the way, and some of the stories and inspiration behind her newest album, Rebel. Here's some highlights from our conversation. After the song dropped and, and you know things started to roll in, how did you go about creating your response? Um, everything happened so unbelievably quickly after you know the video started taking off and before I knew it like it was not just me and my parents <laughs> you know trying to make sense of everything uh we'd brought a few like other people involved um to create some sort of a team and so because again like being so young and it's not like my parents are you know any they're veterinarians like they have they know nothing about <laughs> industry at all and uh, and so we just kind of trusted who was who was involved at the time, and it, it was one of those things where, looking back, I I really wish that I could have had more say, but there really just was. I don't know if there was a way for me to because it was immediately like, oh, these people must know what they're doing okay I had so much internally going on at that point trying to get through like all of the criticism and the craziness and um uh because it really took over my life and um and plan of action was I think many people who were involved um saw it as an opportunity to, oh, let's make this, you know, let's make this girl a star or let's make this girl, you know, the next like big pop star. Um, and they had so many ideas, but rarely once did anyone go like, Rebecca, like, what do you, like, what do you want to do? So the next few years were kind of fluttered with these ideas coming from anyone else. And, um, you know, I never want to put down like even Friday, I never want to put down a song, um, that I've done or, or really anything like that, but I definitely got a bit lost, like, uh, really, really lost in the next few years because there still was no, there was no, let's build an artist. Let's build a point of view. Like let's, let's help this girl figure this out. It was just like, how do we keep it going? Rebecca, what have you learned about yourself since the Friday music video came out? Given you were 13 years old at the time and you're 20 now, what would you tell 13-year-old Rebecca? Well, I've learned uh, a good good lot of things. Um, Still don't know everything at all, and I don't think I ever will. But um, I think I would tell her to go easy on herself and 
not everyone is always right. And that goes across the board to, you know, comments to, um, you know, people that you're working with, because like we were just saying, like, just because someone has been doing, you know, been in the industry for however many years they like to throw at you, that doesn't mean that they're always right. We're all wrong sometimes. And, um, most importantly, I would just tell her to take it, take it easy. Like if you need a break, like tell someone, you know, or if you're unhappy, tell someone. Well, I I think what you're saying there is especially relevant today, right? I mean, things like mental health are becoming a bigger and bigger topic of conversation, right? Oh yeah. Become less and less taboo. And I mean, some would say it's, it's largely thanks to the online community providing a voice for some people, but as, as you yourself have seen, sometimes having that voice opens the door to hate speech and trolls that become part of the problem. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People seem like, I see this thing constantly said of like, well, they, they asked for it, you know, like we should be able to say whatever they want, or they should be able to deal with whatever we throw at them because look at them, like they're putting themselves out there. They asked for it. And that is such a harmful argument to make. It is a job and you do, um, I, I do value like making a relationship with the people that support me and I want to show them how much I appreciate it, but we all need breaks. We all get hurt by things that are said to us. And one thing that I've learned this from experience is when you do make yourself, um, whether you want to call it numb or immune to hate comments or to criticism, that is such a more painful place to be in than to be hurt by them. So this argument of like, well, they should get used to it. Like, no, that that, that is just encouraging someone to not feel anything at all. And that is a painful life. What made you decide over the years to continue pursuing a career in music as an artist? I am not only a fan of music, but music has gotten me through everything. And it's that that I, that's why I keep doing it. It's because it's truly something that I just love. And that I feel the most myself doing. Um, I feel the most free doing. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. And I got to say, I I have to applaud you for persevering that way. I mean, that is is a true success story. I I hope you feel like your life has been a success story because it it really plays out as one. Thank you. The, The way you have continued to put yourself out there in the public eye um, despite everything, you decided to then do vlogging for a while too, right? Yeah. 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 What, what kind of influenced that decision to, to, uh, you know, not just put your voice out there, but your entire person, your personality, everything. Um, at that point, there's always been a part of me. And that's also probably the reason that I have, you know, that has helped me kind of stick to this, this thing that I love in the stream I've always had is, um, it's to always keep pushing on for yourself and take risks. Like it's really tough when you feel like you are just one thing. Um, you know, and I, at that point felt like, Oh my God, I am the Friday girl. Like no one knows me as even me. Like, and they don't even know anything that I, that I like. They don't know anything about me. Um, they almost, they must think that my life is just an entire song. 
Um, so I just started talking and I just started, you know, being me as the very awkward 16 year old that I was. Um, and, and that became a really, like a really big source of comfort going into high school as well, because it helped me build like some sort of a community that I honestly, like they became my friends and they became a part of my support system through that too. Rebecca, how do you approach your online persona versus being offline with people in real life? Do you feel like there's a balance there or do you ever have trouble shifting? And also, do you ever feel the need for like a digital detox where you stay offline for a few days? It it is difficult at times because there's moments where I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about that or I don't want people to see this or I don't, I don't want to be crying right now, but damn, I feel like I'm crying. I'm going to cry. And it's easier to just cry um, or it's easier to, you know, be honest. And um, I think it, it becomes so much, I mean, social media, I don't think will ever be like just easy and, oh, this is my exact real life and what I'm doing. Um, I think everyone kind of struggles with like, you know, oh, wanting to look their best and post the right things, but also make them true. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I've just been trying to, me um and if there's people that you know don't like it that was like my that was my basically only strategy for the four it was like I'm gonna be myself and I guess if people don't like it then well at least that was me and I can't change anything about that you know yeah and I think what you're describing is something whether people are willing to admit it or not we all face we wake up every day and we're just trying to get through the day as ourselves. Yeah. And it sometimes feels like it's much easier to be someone else or like, you know, whether that's in a conversation with someone or, or, you know, in a video that you're posting online or a picture or whatever it is, it feels like, Oh, well, if I just, you know, pretend to be this, like then I don't have to deal with what's really going on. But just like I learned with my experiences, it doesn't matter how far you try to push your problems down. Like they will not disappear. Like you will have to deal with them at some point and they will sit there and wait. How much of that can we hear in your new album, Rebel? Every song on that EP or album was written in the time where I started to deal with my problems. And I realized that I literally could not avoid them any longer because now here I was like actually getting a chance to write about what was really going on and, and be in studios and make the music I wanted. But when I first started, I couldn't speak. Like I would walk into these studios with these amazing producers and songwriters and they'd be like, okay, like let's, let's get started. And I would just be silent. I would barely be able to say anything because I, so stuck. That is really what I think Rebel is about is, of course, with my story, like there is, you know, there were a lot of things to get over, but it's really just about kind of growing into yourself. Every song, I think. The Satellite, your music video you just dropped, uh, definitely shows a very different side of you, much more personal, a little darker. Um, What was the inspiration behind the video? When I wrote that song, I was going through this uh, very, like, strange romantic situation. 
which I had realized that like, oh, this has happened to me before. Like I get involved with these people who have obviously things going on in their lives, but for some reason they just won't talk to me. And, and maybe this was even something that, um, uh, that had to do with, you know, like my own Friday experience, but, um, there's nothing more, more frustrating to me than when it's almost like someone is crying out for help, but then when you actually offer it, they're like, no, 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 I don't want it. Or you would never understand or, um, whatever the, you know, reasoning is that they give you. And I was so frustrated at that point. And I wanted the music video to reflect what that was about. It's about this, like, very complicated and frustrating um, experience of kind of a relationship that you believe in so much, but that is just not working. And that's what Satellite is about. So it actually is one of the first songs that I really connected to that didn't have so much to do with... um, you know, telling the haters what was up. Because really, again, like, yes, it's been a huge part of my life, a huge part of my life, Friday. But it's not the, it's not the only thing, you know? Center Table would like to thank Rebecca Black for appearing on our show. Be sure to check out her latest album, Rebel, R-E-B-L, available on most streaming platforms. You can follow her on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Miss Rebecca Black. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching Meet at CT. That's Meet at letter C, letter T. Be sure to rate and subscribe to Creating Conversations on Apple Podcasts and Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts, and receive updates on new episodes. I'm Armand Piku, and we're going to play out on Rebecca Black's latest single, Satellite. Talk to you guys next time. Sacrifice myself for someone else